What is good, good people? You are now listening to another episode of At The Plate with Danny Foxworth. I am your humble narrator, Danny Foxworth. And once again, we're joined by an extremely special guest. We're taking it to Wrigleyville tonight, man. I've known this good brother through Twitter and, you know, having a bunch of mutual friends on Twitter, man. And this man is this man is Chicago to the blood, bones, and chromosomes. So, ladies and gentlemen, we got the good brother Orlando Ortiz in the building, man. What's good, man? What's going on, man? How you been? Doing great, man. How about yourself? It's chilling, just trying to stay warm during this polar vortex that we got going on here. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you on that, man. I I can't, I can only imagine. So, man, shot town. What was that like as a young Orlando Ortiz? It was great, man. Like I've been born and bred here, so it's like my whole life I've been in Chicago. Like in the actual in the crib, like a lot of people will say they're from Chicago, and then you find out they're from like some suburb, like forty minutes away. But um, no, I grew up on the north side, like ten minute, like maybe like a five minute drive from Wrigleyville. Okay, so I've been here like my whole life. Like I seen where I was at before, where it was more mixed, and now it got gentrified like a motherfucker where I'm at. So yeah, just to see the changes in that. Um, but yeah, man, Chicago is an amazing city. Uh, my opinion, the best city in the world. You know, fuck New York. <laughs> Ooh, bang, bang, out the gate. I love it. But yeah, so, but man, it's a great city, man. Yeah, I, I still got to really like, make it out there because I hear so many great things about Chicago in the summertime. Oh, yeah. Like in the summer, like because you're from South Carolina, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like in the summer, we get it's humid. So it's going to feel like. You know, you're back home in South Carolina during like the summers and everything. Okay. And you got nothing but festivals. Where I'm at, it's called Roscoe Village at that area. They have a lot of like um, block parties and shit. They have a lot of little shops, like all these food vendors. Um, you got all those concerts and everything. It's just, everything's cool, man. It's just great during the, in the summer, man. Yeah, man. When is a taste of Chicago? Is that during the summer? Yeah, that's usually in the, by on the 4th of July. Okay. And I know they didn't have it there because of the whole NASCAR when they had it down here. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, and then it it rained. <laughs> it, rained it was all rainy and shit. I don't know. But yeah, usually it's around the fourth. I don't go to the taste no more, man. Like I went when I was like a shorty, and then when I was like maybe like nineteen twenty. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't like to be like all that like all that mass of people there. Like so, I'm just like, man, I'm good on that. <laughs> I got you, man. So uh, talk about your earliest baseball memories. Yeah. Well, my earliest baseball memories, like, because I was born in 85. So, like, around around, like, 92, 93 is when I really started to pay attention to sports. Like, I really remembered, like, that's when it's, like, the tail end of the first 3P with the Bulls. Um, the Bears were ass. They've been ass almost my whole life. And <laughs> the Cubs are ass, too. And the one baseball player that I remember rooting for was Frank Thomas. Because that's when he was in the in his heyday still. I think he had just won his first MVP in 93. So he was the man as far as baseball goes in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had Ryan Sandberg, but he was already getting towards the tail end. You had Mark Grace, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't the big hurt. So he was like my first, like, baseball player here at, at, at the crib that I really followed. Like, I wasn't really like a Sox or a Cubs fan back then. Mm-hmm. But I was a Frank Thomas fan. And then as I got older... Ken Griffey was my dude, man. Like absolutely, yeah. yeah. The whole thing, like, because once Mike retired the first time, 
my my other team in the NBA was the Seattle Supersonics. So, my man, yes. I, so I was fucking with Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, Kendall Gill, who's from the crib. I was about to um, say. Yeah, then with Ken Griffey and Jay Buhner and those dudes, the, you know, Randy Johnson. So, like, that was, like, my earliest childhood memories of, like, baseball. And then once when Sammy came and came onto the scene, really, then I was just – I was like, nah, I'm a fan of this team. Word. So, yeah. so um, what was – uh. What was the first Cubs game you attended? The first Cub game I attended was in 1998. It was like on a school trip. And um, Perry Wood had, he hadn't pitched yet. I don't think he was making the start, but it was during the, the chase. So that's when everything was hot. And I think Sosa did hit a home run. So when we saw that, it was crazy. And back then it was just electric at Wrigley. Like it was just, just to watch Sosa, because usually the Cubs are trash. Except that year, they actually went to the wild card. But you just went there to see Sosa just hit bombs. Man, I wish. I wish I could have experienced that in 98, because honestly, that's what brought me back to baseball. Because yeah. I put baseball on the shelf after the 94 strike. Yeah. But man, yeah, Sosa McGuire, man, they, they brought me all the way back, man. I know. That shit was crazy. And then it was funny, too, because in the first, it was Griffey was in that race. Yeah. And then he kind of like tailed off. And I still think he had like 56 homers that year. That's just crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> and they're like, I oh, fuck this guy when it's yeah. 56 homers. But then, but then when Sosa, McGuire, and then it was just, and then Sosa was just, you know, this is, you know, him being Hispanic, Latino and shit. And then just this, the swag that he had and just the energy he had. He was always smiling. So, man, he, he had the city hooked. Oh, one, no doubt, man. No doubt. So who were some of your favorite Cubs players? Well, so also was, I think, um, Kerry Wood when he made his debut. That was like the first prospect I remember that was like, like can't miss guy that coming through the system. Uh, it was him and Corey Patterson. They were like the two guys that were supposed to help lead the team into like the new millennium and shit, like into the 2000s. Yeah. Kerry was there. Um, I, he was just like, you know, I called the, they called him Kid K. And when I remember I saw the 20 strikeout game against Houston when Houston had a squad in 98 with the Killer Bees. And I was like, man, like at that time, I was like, man, this dude is going to be, he's going to be it. Yeah. Like, tell me nothing. And then after that, Mark Pryor came up. And to this day, I always said that that's the best pitcher I've ever seen. Even with Jake Arrieta pitching like how he did for that one whole year, Mark Pryor to me was the most dominant pitcher I've ever seen uh, pitch in the city. Like bar none. And that's that's saying a lot. Yeah, because we had Big Z and then you had some guy, you know, Mark Burley was doing his thing. Forgot about Zambrano, man. Yeah, man. That was Big my Z guy. was one of my dudes too. Yeah. And what I liked about him, like he was fiery and that he would also whoop your ass too. Like if yes. you try to him out. <laughs> when he fought Michael Barron there, so I was like, oh shit, he's, he's still enough, dude. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and then there was another time where they were like in a dust up. I forgot what team it was. This man came out with his belt in his hand, looking like he was about to start whipping people. I was like, no, nah, this dude's crazy. Yeah. I love yeah, Big Z, that was my too. Yeah. But you well, saw a lot of Cub games because you got the, the WGN out there, right? Yeah. The Super yeah. I that was one of the that was one of the teams I grew up watching with uh when we got when we finally got uh satellite and mm-hmm. just like clockwork, I come home from school. Or if, if I was on summer break, I'd 
come from uh leave from my grandmother's house to come back home and two o'clock i was right there watching the cubbies man yeah and they all had nothing but day games too especially in the summer so you was always watching yeah that. i was i was set man there's cubs games in the afternoon braves games at night yeah but um yeah, I used to love watching them, man. Sandberg and Sean Dunstan. Sean Dunstan, yeah. I oh, mean, uh, Tuffy Rhodes. Tuffy Rhodes. <laughs> Tuffy Rhodes, that's a name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who was the, um? I'm trying to remember, was it Glen Allen Hill? Who hit that, it on uh, top of the roof? Yeah. Yeah, Glen Allen Hill. Yeah. Most, he was so slow. It looked like he, and he had like these little arms. But it looked like when he, he hit it, it was just so pow. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Glen Allen Hill. He just couldn't feel, but I mean, I wish they had the DH back then. But yeah, like it was like I always felt like him and Sosa, like if they ever were to do like you know like batting practice and shit, like I saw Glen Allen like hit like bombs, like like consistently onto roofs and hit the buildings, all waving. I was like, oh shit! Like I had never seen anyone like that. Yeah, that dude, that dude was crazy with it. So, um, what were some of your favorite Cubs moments? Well, the 20 strikeout game with Kerry Wood during that time, the home run chase, like that's when I was like, I was going to be 13 years old. So that was like really my first really memories of it, like being live at, here at the crib and everything. And then they went to the wild card game. And then after that, it was then 2003 when uh, we had got Dusty Baker and Mark Pryor came up and it was Big Z, Kerry Wood. Uh, we had Matt Clement from the Marlins that they traded for. And you know, we had Moises Alou, all of them. That was like, that was like really when it was like, nah, like this is, I thought they were going to win it that year. And then, you know, Alex Gonzalez booted a little routine grounder. And then they made this Bartman had to change his identity and shit and moved to like Florida or somewhere. <laughs> I, was li- I was literally about to ask you about Bartman. Yeah, it was so crazy because, like, when that was the only time I kind of like blamed Dusty for that because he didn't take Mark out. Like, and the thing with Dusty was like, even till you know now, even when he won the World Series with Houston, he always rode his pitchers. Like, he would just ride him and ride him and ride him. And Mark, you could tell like he was already faltering. And then by that time, it was too late. And then the um, them the whole thing with Bartman, I was like, oh shit. And then but before that it was the Gonzalez bobble. Like that that was a tailor made double play. You would have got out the inning. And mm-hmm. then Bartman came and I was like, wow. And then my dad, I'll never forget I was watching it with my dad. He's like, yeah, it's over. And I was like, they got to game seven. He goes, it's over. And he goes, I've seen this before because he saw 1984 with the mm-hmm. Cubs. And they blew a lead to San Diego. And he was like, yeah, I've seen this before. He goes, I've seen this movie before. They're done. But, yeah. uh, and then yeah. y- y'all uh, y'all won it in 2015. Uh, 2016. 2016. Yeah, man, that was like that was like one of the most happiest sports moments of my life. Like legit. Like I had never seen the Bears win the Super Bowl. I was a baby when they won. And I saw them in the Super Bowl in 2005. And that was sad because they lost and shit to pay Manning. And then I saw the Bulls in their last three-peat. But that was, like, the most, like, emotional moment. Like, man, I can't believe they actually won. But in, um, because when fucking Raji Davis, when he hit that home run, I was like, all right, man. Like, 
like I sank. And then when they came back and they won and Hayward gave his speech and then they had the rain delay. And I was like, nah, this was just destined to happen, man. So it was yeah. Like, I God. remember I, I stayed up late to watch that game too, man. Yeah, I know God was like, man, I, you know, they've, it's like been fucking with y'all for a long time. So I'm going to give you this one. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but yeah, that was like the most thrilling moment of my fandom of watching sports. Like I know the Blackhawks won't stay in the cuts, but nah, they really don't fuck with hockey like that. So it was like that. Like it was cool and all, but it's like, nah, it wasn't like, it wasn't like this. Yeah. Cause you have much more of an emotional investment to the Cubs. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, me and my dad, we hugged, and I was like, oh, man. And then everybody, then I saw that video on YouTube, and people were crying. Yeah. Like, it was, yeah. I was like, damn, this is, this was it. And then. I mean, I get it. That, I mean, that was, what, a hundred and how many years? 108. That, oh, my, I, I can't even wrap my mind around that shit, man. I know. I was like, man. And then. Like for a long time, like a lot of my homies are Sox fans and they used to talk shit. And then we finally, like, we got it now. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, yeah. So <laughs> now we had bragging rights for like the next 10 years because Sox ain't winning shit anytime soon. So it's like, it oh, yeah. Like, so um, did you did you feel any kind of way when the Sox won it in, in uh, 05? Not really. Like, I was just, I was just like, oh, whatever. And then because it was like, like my homies were talking shit, and I was like, "Like, like we all know this. It ain't a Sox town, man. Like you see it in on ESPN when they had like the list of all the championships, the ch- yeah. real serious championship teams, and they left their asses out. <laughs> I was like, they don't care about this team, bro. The city don't <laughs> care about them. Speaking of the Sox, did uh did Scott ever pick a team? Because I know he threw the the White Sox in the bushes. I think he's with the Dodgers. What he was been saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, so, I mean, they got Shohei, they got everything, you know. But, yeah. So, man, he's bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so, who were some of your other favorite non-Cubs players? Manny Ramirez was one, Big Poppy. I was a Jeter guy. Um, A-Rod, though, like, that was my guy. Like, I just, like, I'd never seen a player like him when he was coming up at, like, I think he was, like, what? 18, he made his debut. Yeah. Then 19, 20, the season he had. And I was like, I thought to that, oh man, no, this is this is the guy. Uh, Pedro Martinez was another one. Um, then I also, I've always liked Masters. So like Adam Dunn, I like Greg Vaughn, Jose Canseco, uh, Jay Buhner, like guys who could just mash. I've always like, that was like, that was like, that's like my, if you're a home run hitter, like I'm a fuck with you. Yeah, I was a big Adam Dunn fan. He's either going to strike out or he's going to smack at 700 feet. Oh, yeah. There's no in-between with him. And I used to see all that shit when he was with Cincinnati in the beginning. I was like, he'll strike out three times, and then before the bat, boom, he'll just hit that shit, you know, 600 feet. Man, so now we're going to get into the five-question segment. So the first and last question are the same question I ask every guest I have on here. Questions two through four, 100% random. So. Question number one, what were your go-to school lunch items? Go-to school lunch items. Um, in my high school, we used to have, like, uh, we had this, like, it was like a broke, like, Hawaiian punch type thing. Mm-hmm. And I would just have some, like, some some flaming hots and shit. Uh, that was, like, my go-to snack in high school and shit. And then we had off-campus lunch, so we was always at Popeye's. Okay. Man. Yeah. 
It must be nice to have off-campus lunch, man. That's <laughs> all it was, bro. Like when I and it was every day too, because I went to this other school my freshman sophomore year, and only the upperclassmen had it. But with but when I went to Lakeview, uh, it was every day off campus. So it was love. I mean, you got the you got the opportunity, might as well take it. Yep. So where so off campus, where did where did you go? Uh, we went to Popeyes. There was this Mexican place across the street that was good. They had good burritos. And then we went to BK. Uh, that was around there too. And then they had a subway around there too. So those are like the only spots that that we always hit up. But mostly, I was always at Popeyes. Question number two: Who was your first celebrity crush? First celebrity crush? <sighs> Probably say Halle Berry. Jesus. I mean, that's that goes. I've I'm never seen. Right I've never seen a woman as perfect, like as far as like having no flaw. Yeah, like just from a physical appearance standpoint, she's still fine. Yeah, still. Like I was just like, wow, and I was just her, and then Carmen Lecture was like my second. Oh, yeah. good call, man! You took it back with Carmen Lecture. <laughs> yep. Like that was the uh, shit. What was that show on MTV? Was it singled out? This singled show? out. Yeah, yeah. I used to always stay glued to the singled out. Uh, question number three: What's a defunct Chicago restaurant that you wish never closed? Chicago restaurant that closed. Growing up, there was this place called um, Wags. It was like a diner, and I remember I used to go there a lot when I was a kid. My mom would take me. And I remember when it closed, I was like, damn, that's, that hurt my heart. Because <laughs> I remember they used to have, like, these bomb-ass grilled cheese sandwiches mm-hmm. that they would make. And when that closed, I was like, damn. But, yeah, so that was the one. Okay. Uh, question number four. Who did your favorite rendition of Take Me Out to the Ball Game? Favorite rendition? Probably Bill Murray. Like he did a good, and then um, Steve McMichael was funny because then he wanted to. He said that he was going to see some umpire in the parking lot. <laughs> and oh, funny Mongo. story about that, I'll never forget when I met Mongo one time. It was like, it was like the last day of school. I was like a junior, and it was probably like around like one o'clock. And I was walking through Wrigleyville with some of my homies, and Mongo was like sitting in front of like this bar area. I forgot what the bar was, and he was signing autographs. And he was already drunk. And it was like one o'clock in the afternoon. Damn. And he was he was funny though, but he was all like he had all like he had like a whole bunch of beers, like the mugs and everything. And he had shot glasses all around him and he was very like like swaying all back and forth. <laughs> I was like, damn, it was one o'clock. <laughs> but yeah. And uh last question. What was the last thing that really made you laugh? Last thing that really made me laugh. Uh Last thing that really made me laugh. I mean, some shit that you see on Twitter that should be having me like, you know, laughing for days and shit. Yeah. Um, probably the funniest. I what was what was it the 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 something the Navy. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking. Uh, like the SS dead ass and all. <laughs> and then I had one where it was a Tim boot. Yeah. Yeah, that was like the most hilarious shit I had seen in a while in there. Yeah, that's that's forever etched in Twitter lore right there. 
Yeah. Um, actually, there's two other things in the notes that I wanted to talk about. So y'all got a new manager, Craig Council. Yeah. So how how you feeling about the new skipper? I mean, he is like one of the best managers in the game. So I was really excited. I was shocked that they actually did that. I didn't think they were gonna fire Ross. I thought they were just gonna be like, you know what? Because this past year it was more of um just to get better. Like I thought they were gonna win like 83, 84 games. Like, yeah, you know, their system has improved, like their like their foundation is starting to take set. They just don't have a superstar right now, but but when they had fired him, I was like shocked. I was like, oh. Because everyone was saying that he was supposed to go to the Yankees or, you know, stuff like that. And when they did that, I was, like, shocked. And at first, and then I was like, oh, they're serious. You know, I thought, like, no, they're going to – they're, like, they're they're going for it. And then it was just a huge fucking tease and shit because, <laughs> because they didn't sign Shohei. They didn't trade for – they didn't get anyone until um, the pitcher they got now, that Imanaga. Yeah. He's supposed to be pretty good. But so far, that's been their only move, and then they traded for uh, Bush from the Dodgers. But other than that, it's just been kind of like, like a like a downer. Like everyone's excited, and then the whole family like, like, what the fuck y'all doing? Like, yeah. stop acting like you're the Seattle Mariners, you're the Cubs, bro. Like, spend that bread, <laughs> like seriously. Yeah, like y'all did it. Yeah, so Corey. And I thought Stroman, I thought Stroman was going to stay, but. He ended up going to the Yankees. Yeah, I was surprised he opted out. And I, I like Stroman. I know he got hurt, and a lot of people were kind of like down on him. I'm like, but you know, he was cool and all. But, but yeah, but like, good for him to go with the Yankees. Yeah. And then the last thing I forgot to mention, I mean, can't talk Cubs and not talk about Harry Carey. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a legend. He got the Harry Carey restaurants all all across the city and stuff and the suburbs. Okay. And I, and my dad used to tell me too, like, because once when I really started becoming of age, like he had passed in like 97, 98, I believe it was. But my dad used to tell me how he would already be drunk, like by the sixth inning, like he was already slurring his words. And that they used to show sometimes Steve Stone, he would have like a shield on because yeah. he'd always be spitting all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, he was he was great. Like he was just I mean, he was a homer and everything, but he was entertaining with it. And that's what you, you know. You need from your announcer just to entertain the game. I know Benetti, he just left the White Sox and I, he made those games entertaining because I would watch them sometime, time, and yeah, you know, he was good. And now he's in Detroit of all places. Wow. Didn't know that. Yeah. I love my favorite Harry Carey memory was when I, I swear he had to be drunk when he tried to pronounce Hideki or Rabu's name. Oh, yeah. Ruba, <laughs> Ruba. Picture for the Yankees. <laughs> he was just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that word was whooping his ass. Oh, no, it was. And then, speaking of that, like, I'll never forget when the Cubs got their first Chinese, um, uh, Kosuke Fukudomi. Mm-hmm. And th- what they had as far as like a sign and shirt, it was wild races. Yeah. And I was just like, I, and then they show it again. I was like, damn, I can't believe they actually made that. I was just like, I was just showing like that. Wow, there's no for that. Yeah. Man, and just the spelling of his last name didn't do him any favors either. Oh, no. Yeah, we saw some signs with that too, especially when he was struggling. I was like, ugh. Man. So uh, anything you want to promote or plug or you know, where can people or where can people find you on social media? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Ola Ortiz6. You know, I'd just be on there, just, you know, talking shit and 
giving my opinions and everything like that. I mean, I ain't got no like podcasts or anything to promote or anything like that. So just come fuck with your boy on Twitter. And it's, it's not that serious. It's just for jokes. It really so, ain't. Yeah. It's never that serious. So man, appreciate you being a guest, man. I was, I was thinking one day, I was like, man, I, I hadn't talked to a Cubs fan. So I was like, I know the perfect dude to reach out to. And man, oh, man. you came through, man. You knocked it out the park, so to speak. <laughs> no, of course, man. Anytime you ever want me on, like I'm here, man. Absolutely. I'm going to have you back on too. So uh, make sure you like, download, or subscribe to At The Plate with Danny Foxworth. Make sure you follow my YouTube page at Danny Foxworth 843. You can find all the video versions of the episodes of this podcast and my other podcast since we last spoke with Danny Foxworth. And for Mr. Ortiz and myself, this has been another episode of At The Plate. And until next time, y'all be good. Three strikes. Peace, man.